guys, I don't know whether I should cut my hair into a bob. Now listen, if you are here for the debacle of the 2023 beginner January starter bob, at the beginning of 2023, I did cut my hair into a bob, but it was for the greater good because I had previously had a mullet and I grew it out. So all the hair was all different lengths. So I had no choice but to cut it into a B.O.B. So you're calling me Bob, Nicki Minaj feature. But we're here now and my hair is currently, I would say, if you're watching on Spotify, by the way, hello, you can see the length of my hair because it's currently down. Whenever I have my hair down, I do feel like Ariana Grande in like 2016 when she like ditched the ponytail for a music video. It's quite a special moment, but I think my hair is, it's currently just below my collarbone. So it's getting quite long. It's more, it's not even short anymore. I think it's more like medium length. Ugh, like, oh my gosh, I'm so Dua Lipa coded right now. Ah! But the thing is, I don't know whether I should grow my hair out super long, not super long. I'm saying long to like the end of my rib cage, which I guess is kind of long. Like, mm, mm, no, maybe just below the boob area. But I don't know whether I should do that or I should cut my hair into a bob. These are serious questions to start the episode with. By the way, welcome back to Self-Interrupted with Kit Costello. I'm Kit Costello, I'm your host. And here on Self-Interrupted, we ask the important questions like, does one need a bob? To bob or not to bob? Now that is the question. And we are gonna ask it. <laughs> we are, like, let's be honest. Before we get into the weekly catch-up, which by the way, if you don't know, I do a weekly catch-up every single episode. Um, and I tell you guys what's been going on in my week. And this weekly catch-up, I'll be telling you why I didn't do an episode last week. So, you know, stay tuned for that. But I do wanna talk more about my hair because it's it's important. Um, So I just don't know if I should just cut it to a bob. And then maybe if I want long hair, I can get extensions. Or I just grow it out. Cause my hair is, I'm very lucky to have long, like healthy hair at the moment because I did have a platinum blonde era famously back in 2021 when I started modeling I went platinum blonde and I had to bleach my hair every day for a week once for a job and it was actually no let's talk about it tragic because I feel like a lot of victims I'm gonna say victims a lot of victims of peroxide after their peroxide bleach era they then go to like long natural colored hair if you're with me on that, let me know. If you're like also a victim of peroxide bleaching, let me know. But yeah, that's what happened with me. And I'm currently in my, you know, recovering from bleach blonde hair era. And I just want to grow my hair out as long as I can. But also I think that short hair does suit me better. So that's the problemo at the moment. But I guess we should get into the catch up of the week. Like I said, I catch you guys up in my week. So let's get into it. I am so happy to be back. And I do want to say it because I've got to say, if I don't, who does? If you don't know, if you're also listening to this episode in a year's time, you won't even realize that I took a week off last week. But if you're catching up to date, but if you're up to date, sorry, I did take a week off last week. And I'll tell you for why. You guys may or may not have remembered the week before last, I told you guys about a foot injury that I had had while running. This foot injury proceeded to get worse and worse. My nose is actually running because of how cold it is in this house. Okay, so the foot injury basically got worse and I realized that, oh, this isn't just, you know, maybe a little sprain. It's not just something that is gonna resolve itself within a week. I think my foot is fractured. Okay, yeah. <laughs> there I was being like, oh, let's just run. Let's go for a run. It doesn't matter, my foot hurts a little bit. Runs a 5K on a fractured foot, be serious. So it turns out my foot is has stress fractures in it. Cool, I had to go and get an X-ray for the first time in a very long time. I broke my ankle when I was in year five. So maybe you're like nine, 10. I allegedly broke my ankle. I honestly don't even know if I did because I broke it in the quote unquote growth plate. On an X-ray, if you break something in your growth plate, it's very fuzzy and they can't tell if it's broken, but just in case they put your ankle, your arm, whatever the break is in the growth plate, they put it in a cast because if your fracture doesn't heal 
and it's in a growth plate, it can stunt that growth in that leg, the more you know on self-interrupted. But yeah, growth plates, I think, I don't know the science behind them, but I think it's basically where most of the growing happens in your foot, <laughs> literally. Let's look it up because one thing about me is that I'm gonna just spread misinformation. Growth plates. What are growth plates? It sounds like tectonic plates. The growth plate is an area of tissue near the end of the long bone in children and teens that determines the future length and shape of the mature bone. Each long bone has at least two growth plates, one at each end, and they're longer than they are wide. See, now that is interesting. I'm, I'm, I'm sure you're glad you came to this session of self-interrupted. What age do growth plates stop? Girls' growth plates close when they're about 14 to 15 on average. Boys, 16 to 17. Well, damn, that's pretty crazy. So I guess that just determines the height of you. So if you're particularly smaller, maybe your growth plate stopped when you were younger. And if you're particularly taller, maybe your growth plate hasn't even shut yet. But anyway, yeah, so I've only had x-rays from then and then I almost broke my arm doing hurdles. Have I talked about this? It was honestly, I wouldn't say one of the most embarrassing moments of my life because we today we are talking about canon events, which I always... I keep forgetting to talk about the topic at hand. So today we are talking about canon events, um, which I will get onto later, but canon events are particular moments in your life that you feel like have shaped you. And there are really funny ones that I wanna talk about. So that's what we're talking about this week. But one canon event I'll just briefly touch on was when I was, I would say 16 and I'm good at running, okay? We know this, it's part of kit law. And I'm also good at jumping. So put two and two together, I'm good at hurdles. And it was the one thing that was redeemable about me going to an all boys Catholic rugby school. I could do a hurdle, I could do a jump. So there I was doing a hundred meter hurdle sprint. I trip over a hurdle and I almost break my elbow. It was actually trenches for me, you guys. I remember being in the hospital and I couldn't stretch out my arm. And I was like, this is it. This is it for me in my hurdling career. But alas, they, did an x-ray and they were like, oh, nothing's broken. And sometimes you're just like, okay, well, I feel like I'm being gaslit by my body. Anyway, they gave me like half a cast underneath my arm. Ridiculous. Anyway, so yeah, I had an x-ray recently. I had that like last Monday and then I had to wait a week for the results. I called up yesterday and I got the receptionist on the phone and she was like, oh, I can't actually tell you your results. And I was like, well, what am I doing that? Why did you ask me to call you for my results? And she was like, oh, I can book you in for a scheduled phone call in a week's time. It's like a week's time to figure out if my foot's broken or not. So quite frankly, right now, I'm just going around saying that I have fractured feet because I just, in my heart of hearts, I know that I do. My foot is currently feeling a lot better, which is great. This whole week has just been nothing. And that is why I didn't do an episode last week. And I've got to be honest and I've got to be real. I had nothing to talk about. I was uninspired. And quite frankly, if I don't feel like recording an episode, I'm not going to. If I put out an episode that I don't like, you're not going to like it because you can tell that I don't like it, you know? So I was like, you know what? I'm just going to not do an episode this week. And I've been actually really good about that this season. If I don't feel like I want to do an episode, if I don't feel inspired to do an episode, if I don't feel like I have anything to talk about, I don't do it. Last season, oh, I was in the trenches. Season one kit, Oh, I remember there was one time where I literally think I was recording for maybe four hours straight because I kept messing up the recording. I had nothing to talk about halfway through. I just decided to change the topic. I had to research a whole different topic. Mess. And that could never be me now. So here I am inspired and I'm inspired this week. But this week I literally have done nothing. Like I've said, I haven't even like categorized it into the days because it's all just been, I don't even know. It's just been all over the place. I've been watching Ugly Betty. I used to watch Ugly Betty 
when I came home from school, but very sporadically. I never knew that there was a storyline. I never knew that it was like a continuous thing. I thought it was very like modern family in the sense that every episode was very different and it didn't really have that much of a continuous storyline. Ugly Betty's mm, the best show I've ever watched. Yeah, I'll say it. Hands down, it gets the gold medal from me. Is there language in there that's probably not gonna be used in today's society? Yes. Is there maybe a lot of transphobic language? Yes. Do we reprimand them for that? We sure do, and we hold it against them. And I'm not gonna say, oh, it was a different time, because I don't think it was, quite frankly. If you did the research, I think those marginalized communities probably would have still been offended then as they are now. However, comma, I'm not gonna spoil too much of it because it's such a gag, but in Ugly Betty, there's a trans woman. And what I actually really love about this show is that they weren't just like, oh, trans woman, blah, 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 used to be a man. It's actually somewhat educational as much as it can be for a comedy show. This trans woman's wearing a hormone patch and she talks about it. They talk about the facial feminization surgery. Hey, at least there's some kind of representation that's not exactly transphobic in the early 2000s. It's a win. It's a win from me, honestly. And I'm currently on season two. I think I watched a season of Ugly Betty in three days, which, yeah, that does need to be researched because there's like 22 episodes and each are 40 minutes long. So do the math. It's a lot of watch time from me. I have a crush on Daniel Mead right now. Um, yeah, and I'm not gonna explain that any further. That is my life. And that's kind of it. I made chicken. <laughs> I made chicken, a roast chicken the other day. Vegan, of course. It was really yummy. I had it with roasted vegetables and chips and avocado. I'm trying to think what else I've done with my life because you guys, honestly, I've just been rotting in bed and it hasn't been cute. I deleted TikTok this weekend, which was quite a big milestone for me. I have recently re-downloaded it. I haven't re-downloaded Instagram yet because honestly, Instagram's not giving anything to me recently. I actually don't really care about Instagram anymore. I don't know if that's, I don't know. I don't know. Instagram's just kind of dead to me. Me using the phrase dead to me, I don't know. Maybe it's the new phrase, but it's dead to me. Anyway, that's what's been going on in my week. Honestly, not a lot. That's all I have to say. I'm trying, let me, let me actually think. Hmm. Yeah, guys, I'm going to be real. Nothing's been going on. I've got to be honest. But anyway, let's talk about the canon events that have taken place in my life. A canon event involves an occurrence or event that can alter your experience or way of life in a big or small way. The event needs to happen in order to shape you into who you are today. And in my life, there are definitely a few canon events. There are a lot of canon events, but I just want to talk about a few specifically today. And I want to start off with the fact that I had a gaming channel at the age of 12. Yeah, soak it in. I was a gamer girl. Mm -hmm. I was a gamer girl in secondary school. Now, reminder, I went to an all-boys Catholic rugby school. This was my only saving grace for life. Honestly, The Sims 4 had just been released. It, it it was around 2014, I would say. So I was around 12, 13 years old. I've grown up watching Simmers. Now, if you don't know, Simmers are basically, it's the verb of simming. Simmers are basically people that are online doing Let's Plays of their Sims family. They showcase their Sims family. They make up storylines, etc. Someone that I grew up with was Life Simmer. Now, Life Simmer had a Let's Play called Generations. And if you know about this, I know that you're kicking your feet with excitement because no one's mentioned this to you in about 10 years. So when I was younger, all I wanted to be was Life Simmer. All I wanted to do was make a Sims family and, I don't know, talk about it on YouTube. 
is that such a crime? I don't think so. But at the age of 12, there were so many things. I don't know if any of you went through this as well, but when I wanted to start a YouTube channel at the age of 12, I truly thought that I was just gonna die. I don't know what, I know that's a bit dramatic, but I thought, you know, if I'm putting myself out online, people are gonna find me and they're gonna kill me. Okay, great, so what now? And to combat this, I decided to do my first ever video on my Sims channel with no face camera. Why would I put my face on the internet? Honestly, at the age of 12 or 13, good for me. Like I honestly did know, cause if I had a child, I wouldn't want their face to be on the internet like that at 12 or 13. Is that a controversial opinion? Because I guess all 12 and 13 year olds have TikTok now. I don't know, actually maybe I redact that statement. If they are serving, then yes, as a 12 year old, you can have an Instagram. But if you're just gonna post a shoddy little selfie, baby, keep it to yourself. Back to me at the age of 12, creating a speed build on my Sims channel. Now, if you don't know what a speed build is, a speed build is when you're on the Sims, you create a building. It could be a house, a restaurant, anything like that. And you record it and then you speed it up in editing and you post it. Now, a lot of the times Simmers would do a voiceover to this. They'd be like, hey guys, welcome back to my channel. Today, we're building a restaurant for this Sim. But me, of course I didn't. I sped it up. It was a square box house. It was, it truly was. I then put copyright free music because as a 12 year old, I did know about copyright. Mm -hmm. And I uploaded it. It got 46 views. I was famous. 46 views for me when I was younger, it was incredibly serious for me. Now I want to cast your mind back to something that you will not remember because I have never told you this. Before I had a YouTube channel, another separate canon event that is in the same vein is I had a blog. Oh my God, I'm so Zoella. I'm so Zoella 2010. I had a blog about The Sims. Now I remember it was called The Sims Guru at one point and then it was called Other Things. I don't wanna say because I don't want you to find it. I think it is still up, if I'm honest. I don't think I could delete it. I think I forgot the password. I don't even think anyone looked at this blog. I just used to refresh the page so that I knew that some people were looking at it. Because for me, if I refresh the page, the analytics and the page views would go up so it would look like people were looking at your blog. I don't think I really clocked onto that. But hey, listen, I do look back at making that YouTube channel when I was 12, 13 years old. And I realized that it was very much a coping mechanism because when I got home, I was able to indulge myself into the Sims community and at some points the Minecraft community because I wasn't just a Simmer, I was also a Minecraft girly. No, I truly was and let's be honest. And for me, it was literally just a way of coping and living because after I uploaded my speed build, due to the amount of success, remember the 46 views, I was like, oh, well, I can't disappoint the children. I need to start uploading more and more and more. Eventually, I started uploading Let's Plays. Now, I want you to know that I didn't just stop this YouTube channel half a year in. I was doing this YouTube channel up until I was in sixth form. It was so serious. Like, if you don't know, sixth form is when you're around 16, 17. Yeah, I was 17 years old. What's that, five years on, still playing The Sims? And I have no regrets. And if you're out there doing that, playing The Sims at 17 years old, you better keep playing. Because one thing that I wish that I could tell my younger self is that you should not be embarrassed to play video games. You should not be embarrassed. And if people were trying to make you feel embarrassed, baby, cut them off. They are not worth your time. Video games are incredibly fun and it's such a good way of like, indulging yourself into a world and honestly forgetting about some responsibilities in your life because yes did i have my gcse's i sure did but i also had a family to feed on the sims which is a priority 
my children. And for me, it was serious because to me, it was a massive secret. Of course, I was not telling anyone at school. I had a couple thousand subscribers, but I was not telling anyone. And I remember there was a time at school. I, I don't know, it was around year nine when all the boys wanted to be gamers because there were maybe certain creators that were really blowing up at the time. And I had been a creator. I was the foundation of the Sims community at this point. I'm kidding, I wasn't, but I was very much in it for a couple of years at this point and I wasn't telling any of them. Now, bear in mind, it wouldn't have impressed them. I was a simmer. They were playing Call of Duty because, of course, Call of Duty to men, that's that's not even a game. That's real life to them. The Sims, oh, that's child's play. You're a child. And that's something that really kind of annoys me. A lot of men that play video games, they don't see them as video games. They're like, mm, yeah, this is my division on FIFA and we're going to win the World Cup. Baby, I've got to I've got to bring you back down to earth because if I don't, who who will? You're playing a video game and good for you. You deserve to be playing a video game. I love this for you. But my family on The Sims is no lesser than your squad on FIFA. So let's remind yourself of that, okay? And also I think it trails into men when they're older as well. I think there is, oh, we're kind of getting a bit serious now. They're giving this notion when they're younger that everything they do is more serious than what a woman does or what femme presenting people do. So for example, when you're younger, it's like, oh yeah, football. Football's incredibly serious. Horse riding's for pleasure. When you're a bit older, The Sims, that's for girls. That's that's just for like, that's for people that don't take gaming seriously. Call of Duty, that's incredibly serious. Now American football, when you're older, that's, that is a lifestyle. We deserve to be breaking out fights because of this, because this is our country. We're fighting for our team. Taylor Swift? No. Baby, it's the same thing. People are dressing up in Taylor Swift merch. You have a man's name on the back of your shirt. And you also have a number that coincides with that man. And you're screaming if they don't get a touchdown. Let's be serious. Listen, I'm not trying to degrade you, but I'm also just trying to bring you back down to the level that everyone else is on. People love Taylor Swift. People love K-pop bands. Just because they're screaming over their favorite idols doesn't mean it's any lesser than you screaming over one of your favorite American football players. Is it? Is it? And let me tell you one thing. Fights aren't breaking out at Taylor Swift concerts. Maybe they are. I don't know. But I know that at football games, especially in the UK, fights are guaranteed to break out. Not even at the stadium. At pubs beforehand. Quite frankly... Men, if you're listening to this, start respecting people that play The Sims because one day they may grow up to get onto a podcast and eat you out. <laughs> no, what did I just say? I did not mean to say that. Those Simmers may grow up to have a podcast and, you know, speak some truth. Anyway, so I did have a gaming channel at the age of 12 and I stopped it, I would say, at the age of 16. Because then from 16 onwards, I then had another YouTube channel, which was like lifestyle. And then I had another YouTube channel after that and another one. Another one. I was very much a YouTube girly. I grew up with it. And that's why it's such a canon event in my life, because I don't think I would be the person I am today if it wasn't for me making a, a YouTube channel when I was 12 years old. I truly don't, because I think that's what got me so invested in branding and analytics and making a name for yourself in a way. Because in my Simmer days, it was all under an alias. It wasn't my actual name. It was like, you know, something, something Simmer. And then when I got older and I started doing lifestyle videos and vlogs, I was able to know how to edit, first of all. I was able to know 
branding and how to have a good YouTube banner and how to grab an audience and have an aesthetic. I think it was just really um, vital in my life that I started a gaming channel at the age of 12. I know that sounds ridiculous, but it is. I wouldn't, I would not be here making a podcast right now if I didn't have my simming channel when I was 12 years old. And I think that is great. I think that's amazing. And I think that we need to give a little pat on the back to our inner child and our childhood self because honestly, thank God I pressed play on that record because I'm here today with a podcast that's charted globally. And I wouldn't have had it if it wasn't for you, 12 year old kid. So thank you very much. I appreciate that highly. Oh, a little bit wholesome. Going to Paris this year for Fashion Week was a canon event for me. In many ways, this was a canon event. Now, if you haven't heard the full story, please go ahead and go over to a series of Parisian events, which I'm pretty sure was, was it this season? No, it was last season, but it was, it's actually a very good episode. And I it's one of my favorite episodes of Self-Interrupted as a whole. But I am going to be talking about some points that I haven't touched on in that episode because I didn't feel like it was necessary to bring them up. But now I truly do. I truly do. So going to Paris for Fashion Week was a very exciting experience for me. It was a goal of mine. Now, this is probably where the canon events start for me. I had no work throughout the 10 days that I was in Paris. I was told that I was going to have work. I was told that I was going to go to press events. I was told that I was going to do stuff in Paris. I did nothing like that. I did nothing of the sort. You know what I did have? I had a terrible Airbnb. Mm -hmm. So I want you to picture this. Now, if you did listen to the first episode where I talked about Paris, you will know this, but I just want to re-harp the story for you really quickly. I got the Eurostar to Paris at about 4am. I get into Paris at around 6. My Airbnb is ready for me. Now, bear in mind, I have a very large amount of luggage with me. It's a massive bag that's very, very heavy. Mm -hmm. Not a bag, it's a suitcase. So let's be clear on that. So I'm now on the metro. I've gone down so many stairs because, oh, in Paris, do they have escalators? No, they don't. What's going on there, Parisians? Let's get it together, please. And also they don't have the contactless tap-in, tap-out system on the barriers of the metro. Pisses me off. New York, Paris, wherever else has metro that doesn't have contactless, get it together. TFL, Transport for London, I hate you in so many ways, but in that little, you ate that little one thing, you ate. Because the way I can just pull my phone out, double tap and go in, obsessed. Me having to buy a little metro ticket for £2, €2.40. What are we doing? Round it up or round it down. Why are you trying to get me to get all my cents, all my change out? Like be €2 or €3 or €3.50. What is going on with the €2.40? Anyway, I then get the metro for about half an hour to this Airbnb. I arrive at the Airbnb You guys, I downplayed it in the last episode where I talked about this. It was truly disgusting, awful. Honestly, now looking back, I don't know why I I paid any money towards it because it was disgusting. There I was. It was, I don't know if I can say crack house. Can I, is it rude to say? It was, it was awful. It had six flights of wooden stairs. No, no elevator. Of course, why would I have an elevator? I had a massive suitcase. I carried it all the way up. I check in, check in, please. It was a bloody empty apartment. I walk into this apartment. I'm taller than the apartment is. So I constantly have to crouch down. The apartment is full of dust, dirt, and disgust and dread. It's drenched in black mold. The fridge is full of rotting food. Half a bottle of Pepsi Max. What are we doing? Honestly, talking about it, 
I feel like I should sue in some kind of way. But I spent one night there. You know it's bad when you feel more comfortable sleeping in your clothes that you traveled in than tucking yourself into their bed. It was awful, you guys. It was genuinely trenches. I had to book a whole new Airbnb. Bear in mind, the first Airbnb that I had was non-refundable. You guys be serious. So... I then get to the new Airbnb. It's beautiful. It's amazing. While I'm doing this, while I'm living my dream in Paris in this new beautiful Airbnb, I'm I'm disputing with Astrid from Paris. Yeah, I'm going to call you out, Astrid. I am. Because I should leave a terrible Airbnb review. And you know what? Maybe I will after this podcast episode because I don't want anyone else staying there. It was bad. So I was disputing with Astrid this whole time and she she just kept saying, it's non-refundable. I'm not giving you a refund. I didn't really know what to say at this point because... She didn't have to give me a refund if it's non-refundable. But luckily she gave me a partial refund. Ugh. It was like 300 pounds. Bear in mind this Airbnb, I'm going to say it. It cost me 800 pounds. 800, 900 pounds or euros. And that's a lot of money for a working model that bear in mind got no work in Paris. That's a lot of money. And I think I got refunded maybe 300 euros because I'd spent a night there. So she took that off. I then get to this new apartment, which was a lot more money. Do I say it? It was, I don't actually know how much it was, but it was maybe a thousand euros, a thousand two hundred euros. It was a lot more money and it was money that I did not have. But I was thinking, you know what? I can make this money back because I'm going to be working in Paris. You'd think that, right? You'd think a model out in Paris, they're going to at least get a couple jobs. I got nothing. I got sent no work by my management. People get confused sometimes between a celebrity supermodel and a working model. Working models make barely any money. So for me to now have spent around 2,000 pounds on Airbnbs and to make no money back. Bear in mind, I had to also buy food. I had to then get the metro everywhere. And for me, this was a canon event in my life because it was pure independency. I was paying for all of this. I had to make sure that the security was secure because in that first apartment, let me tell you, it was not secure. In the second apartment, it surely was. And that's why I was very happy to move and I was happy to spend the money because this is a top tip that I would say to anyone that's self-employed, that anyone that is model, musician, going to another country, the biggest amount of money that you should be spending is on your apartment, your accommodation. You need to be spending that money because yes, it may look appealing. Oh, I can stay in LA for a week and it's only 400 pounds. There's reasoning for that, baby. You get what you pay for. I should have known that, but it's a lesson that I learned. And I know now if I go to Paris, I'm either going to stay with a friend or I'm going to pay that little extra bit more so that I feel safe. But also in Paris, a couple other anecdotes. I almost got mugged. Someone tried to mug me on the streets of the 6th Avendissement. I kicked over this kid's um, pot of change and I quickly realized that it was a scam because the pot of change was conveniently in the middle of the pavement. And he was saying to me in English, pick it up, pick it up. And I said, "Mm, actually, I'd rather not. I'd rather not pick up every single cent because you're gonna try and steal my phone out of my hand, my wallet out of my bag. So quite frankly, little boy, you can get lost. I wanna say other things, but I'm trying not to swear on the podcast as much. And he then spat on me because I didn't let the man mug me. Listen, I'm sorry you didn't get my leftover, my residual euros. I had to pay. 2,000 pounds, euros, sorry, for bloody apartment stuff. I wasn't gonna, and you know what? There was actually a point where I kicked over the change and I was like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I almost pulled out five euros. And then I looked at him and I was like, hmm, I feel like you're trying to mug me. I really do. And I then realized that he was, because it's 
a common scam in Paris. Anyway, didn't fall for it. Lol. Eh. Now, my third and final canon event was being on a magazine cover for the first time. This was major. This was major. Now, there are so many canon events in this story, but I do want to focus on one. Now, this magazine shoot took place in Brighton. Brighton is a seaside town in the south of England. For me, doing my first magazine cover was major. But honestly, going into it, I didn't know that it was going to be a magazine cover. And even when I was on set, I asked the magazine editor, I was like, oh, is this the cover? And she said, if it's good enough. And I was like, oh, okay. Another way of models being disrespected. Cool. You couldn't have just said yes or no. Of course it was going to be the magazine cover. You think they had the budget to do it multiple times? No. But the actual shoot is not something that I want to talk about. What I want to talk about is the fact that I used all the money that I earned from that shoot, which was maybe £250. I spent £250 staying at the Grand in Brighton. Now, if you don't know what the Grand is, the Grand is an a famous hotel in Brighton, which is beautiful. It is very fancy, very luxurious. I'd say it's the Ritz of Brighton, quite frankly. The Grand in Brighton, if you are listening, I would love a free stay. And I would, of course, do an episode of the podcast at the Grand. I would. Happily. Let me set the scene for you. I've just finished the photo shoot. The makeup artist and the hairstylist decided to not take off the makeup or take out the hair gel that was in my hair and they just sent me on my merry way home. For me, spending the salary that I had earned, which isn't a lot, but it's kind of average. Honestly, I'm lucky I got paid anything for a cover story because getting paid for a cover is somewhat unheard of in the modeling industry. So hey, listen, I'm not complaining. But for me, I'm all about experience and I'm not going to say you should do the same thing, but I'm only gonna have a first magazine cover once. And I wanted to commemorate this moment by staying in a really fancy little hotel. Back to the story. I arrive at the Grand looking a total mess and I say, hey, a room for Costello, thank you very much. And they take me up to my room and you guys, I walk into this room and I truly thought that I had been upgraded. The room was beautiful. The bed was massive. I had a massive TV. The ceilings were sky high. The bathroom was beautiful. I had a nice bath. And by the way, the Grand is like on the seafront of Brighton. Incredible. And also, let's talk about it. The breakfast was free. Okay, yeah, now that was a deciding factor to stay at the Grand. Anyway, I stayed at the Grand for two nights. So I had a nice little getaway. It was Paris Fashion Week before Paris Fashion Week was Paris Fashion Week for me. It was like a little moment beforehand because it just allowed me to gain a little confidence for myself while being alone, to be honest, because it was the first time that I'd ever been alone on a holiday. Even though it was only a couple of nights in Brighton, I was still going out by myself. I was going to Waterstones. I was <laughs> going to restaurants. I was going to the beach. I was going to thrift stores. I was going to vinyl stores. And it was just really sweet. You know, it was very wholesome. And I truly believe that this is a canon event in my life because it was something that allowed me to gain experience of myself and to learn my limits. Like, actually, I don't really like going out by myself at night. I got myself a bath bomb from Lush. I stayed in most nights. Something that I've learned is I actually like staying in and I like, I don't know, cocooning. And that's something that I love. And honestly, I hate feeling bad about that. And honestly, let's talk about it. If I'm paying a lot of money for a hotel room, I'm spending every waking minute in that hotel room because I've paid 200 pounds to stay here. Why would I go out? Oh, also, let's talk about the free breakfast. Incredible. If you are deciding whether you should stay somewhere in Brighton, I recommend just splurging on the Grand. Which, by the way, £100 a night isn't that much money. Well, it is a lot of money, but 
I mean, let's talk about Paris real quick. I paid under £100 a night there and that was terrible. I paid £100 a night to stay at the Grand and it was like the most incredible experience I've had staying at a hotel. The food was all-you-can-eat buffet for free and it was good. And they had a whole gluten-free vegan section. I remember I had sriracha, I had avocado and toast every day, I had a fry up every day. Oh my God. For me, that was a canon event in my life. And I definitely have more canon events in my life. These were only three. I have a few more on this list, but I feel like I should do another episode so that I can delve into them more. For example, one of them is a character on a TV show called Penelope Pink, who featured in one Tweenies episode on the 29th of October, 2001. But I decided that I was gonna base my whole life off of Penelope Pink from the Tweenies, who featured in one episode on the 29th of October, 2001. Also, COVID was a pretty big canon event for me, but we can talk about these in a future episode. Let me know if you want me to do another episode of, you know, me talking about my canon events. But those were the canon events that I wanted to speak about this episode. And I think that they really shaped me to the person that I am today. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of Self Interrupted. I'd love to hear some of your canon events. Feel free to DM me at kit.costello on Instagram. But before you go, I do have the recommendation of the week, which is Wrecking Ball by Dolly Parton and Miley Cyrus. I didn't think the song Wrecking Ball by Miley Cyrus, 2000, maybe 13, 12, or 14, could get any better. It got better with Dolly Parton. Dolly Parton is preparing to release her rock album, Rockstar. And Wrecking Ball featuring Miley Cyrus is the newest single that has just come out and it's truly magnificent. Miley re-recorded it with her and the production on this song is so raw. I love when you can hear drums in a song. It's so important to me. If I can't hear drums in a song, you can forget it, babe. I wanna hear the passion through the musicality of the instruments rather than just your voice. This song and this rendition of the song, it just works and it hits so well and everything that you want it to be, it's more. So definitely go and give that a listen. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of Self Interrupted. Let me know by rating, sharing the podcast. Love it when you guys share it on your stories. I'd really appreciate that. You can follow me on Instagram and on TikTok at kit.costello. You can look at my website, www.kitcostello.com. But other than that, I'm sending you so much love. As always, Kit. Kit.